Hi, this is Emily. This is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Mead the Spill. Bitch, the pot, the tea is hot. Disclaimer, the focus of this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the people and events mentioned in this episode are real due to the nature of historical storytelling, we cannot be sure of specific details from these events and people. That being said, don't quote us in your history essay. Just enjoy the gossip for what it is. G-O-S-S-I-P. Gossip. Gossip, gossip, gossip. Um, hi, everyone. Hey. Uh, welcome to port two. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes, this is this is a good one. Um we left it in a in a fun spot with Catherine. Um, not really. Not a lot of this is fun. Um, fun in like a grim way. <laughs> yeah, fun in a, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun in a what the hell was going on with Henry mm-hmm. kind of way, though. Because where we left off, it was the peepholes in the ceiling of Catherine watching her king husband have sex with his mistress, which is, eh, we're not here to weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. It happened, and there is that. Um, but... Maybe Deanne, her enemy, told her to because there was something else going on. Yeah. Like, what? Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about what was going on. Let's talk about Henry's little problem. Okay, because I have just absolutely not a singular guess no. on to what's happening. I'm utterly confused. Okay. So I'm so excited to hear. Okay. Um it, okay. Is well, he doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is he like pulling out? Is he not finishing? What's happening? A big like just this is such a side a side tangent really quick. But did you ever see Apocalypto? No. Okay. Well, when it came out, there's this whole scene and like they were speaking in a native language, so you can't understand. But basically, like they wanted to have a baby and um it was men, so they were like helping him out and like playing the prank on him. They're like, Oh, you put like this red ants on your junk, ha ha. (gasps) And so he did, and then they both come like running out of the tent and like he's like swatting in his crotch and she's like spitting them out of her mouth and everyone's <gasps> like oh there it is that's not how babies get made <laughs> oh no that wasn't oh, what was shit. going on here um his was a lot more straightforward okay. it's a very rare condition oh um, yeah it's medical oh. um yeah called hypospadias so what that is again very rare defect only in boys and it's it's different it means that the urethra like the opening is not located at the tip of the penis (gasps) okay i i actually know about this yeah i I did not until (laughs) i I looked it up Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah so it can the urethra opening can be anywhere under the penis from the scrotum like all the way up it can be anywhere okay um nowadays this is treated with a surgery when you are a baby oh yeah yeah very straightforward yes and you're you're totally fine um if it's not treated you know there's issues yeah um it adds a very severe curve to the penis oh um yeah which in from what i've gathered it, it curves like under Oh yeah. Okay, that um, sucks. And Which, so nowadays it doesn't really suck. It sounds like yeah, it's 
simple like fix, right? Yeah, like when they're like little, like babies, they go right, in and right. do this quick okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it can like mess with your testicles too. Like sometimes okay. you don't have a descended testicle. Like, oh, but again, no. they fix it nowadays. Yeah, and it's modern medicine. Got modern love medicine. It. Um, the so the curve and based on where the urethra is, all of this um can lead to abnormal spray of urine and semen and all all of right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. With with this, um, what I what I saw on it, he one hundred percent had this. By the way, this was not a guess. He had. Oh, this. okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was like likely glandular, so not so not directly on the tip tip, but right under the tip. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For lack of a better the medical term, God, I love that job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know the head of a penis um, <laughs> under that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where it is. Okay. And so when you're thinking of, you know, penis being curved backwards, that's mm-hmm. where the hole is. You know that him and Catherine are doing it missionary style. That's not working. Like, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Okay. Um, certain positions aren't it. Uh-huh. Um, so a physician was called to examine the couple, and he obviously noticed the problem was, quote, slight abnormalities in their private parts, okay. quote, which, you know. Uh-huh. Um, Fair. Yeah. So the physician advised certain positions huh. and things like that. Okay. And that's what Deanne told Catherine to do as well. Certain positions. Deanne um, kind of coming through, honestly. She did. Again, they were not friends. This could have been done in a very mean way. Yeah. You know, they, absolutely. Weren't, they weren't friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Deanne told her to do was, like, lay in a certain position for, like, an hour or so before he came to have sex with her. So, like, her uterus would, like, tip the right way. Is that a, is that a thing? I guess so, because they go on to have ten children. Ten. Wait, Catherine? Yeah, Catherine and Henry have 10 children. What? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what position it was, but <laughs> it was doing it. Okay. Does yeah. the uterus... T- what? I, yeah, I don't know. Wow. I, I don't know. Okay, catch me, like, I've calling heard, my doctor like, after this. Like, <laughs> I, she, like, you know how, like, your cervix opening, like, yeah. kind of, you know, like, I'm sure yeah. that's, like, maybe she meant that. I don't know how wow. she knew that. Like, how did she figure out... If I lay in this position, right. my uterus will tilt to my cervix, but I don't fucking know. I, I simultaneously know. want much more, many more details and also no details at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone write the fan fiction. How is this working? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, I want to know. I'm curious, but also, like... Uh, I want to know. know. I want to know. I 100% want to know. I want someone to just tell me the name of the position that worked. Like like yeah. what was Does, it yeah i hope it was something fun like reverse cowgirl <laughs> you know like Catherine to met she's just up there like a rock star like henry's down I there like that. swearing and stuff yeah. just feeling it yeah bitch yeah. yeah no i love that for uh, them yeah um they had 10 children i don't know man good for them yeah mm-hmm. um they probably would have had more but um she almost died with the last delivery that she had um and i'm it's gruesome and I'm going to tell you about it because this makes Catherine who she is. This adds to it. Um, I'm I'm not going to go into... I'm going to go over it. I'm not going to hammer in details okay. because it's a lot. Oh. This is a trigger warning oh. um, for birth trauma. Mm. And obviously, this birth does not go well. So skip over it right now. Um, Emily, leave the room if you want. I'm doing this. 
I'll I'll stay. Okay, we'll give you a minute. But I am going to continue making this face. Yeah, her. Oh yeah, her hands are <laughs> over her mouth and nose. Yeah, um, keep doing it. Here we go. We're just gonna get through it real quick. Okay. Um, so this last delivery was of twins, girls. Wow, isn't that crazy? Did they both survive? So, trigger warning, this doesn't go well. Um, the twin girls' names were Joanne and Victoria. Aww. Victoria was born first, and she was delivered safely. Okay. Um, Joan was breech. So, not going well. Um, now, just remember, Catherine just had a whole-ass baby. I cannot imagine... Like, doing this back then twice, you know, with nothing. Um, And I don't... The baby's breached. They're twins. Like, how it... I don't know. Like, what are the odds both of them are going to come head out? I don't know. Um, So, Joan, the breech baby. Here we go. We're going to get through it. So, she was already dead. She was gone in the womb. But Catherine was dying. Like she, she was going to die. They oh couldn't God. do a C-section because that would kill her. Oh God. So they had to break the baby's legs to get her out of the womb oh and no. barely save Catherine's oh. life. And Victoria, the baby that survived, died seven weeks later. <gasps> so Catherine lived through this and was done. Never conceived again. The emotional trauma, the physical trauma, you know, like yeah. uh, God knows if she even could have done this. I think this is the cr- closest I've gotten to crying on yeah, this podcast. That's, that's rough. That was that. Um, oh. Again, it's worth saying because yeah. this woman has been it's through it. It's part of her life. It is part and, of her life. Yeah. And that fucking changes you. Like, no kidding. That's, she was awake not medicated after already having a baby and then hearing the talks of it going through it knowing it happened like i can't i i fucking cannot and don't even want to um and and that in the very beginning of the first episode when i said this is one of the worst things that ever happens to her and one happens later it was that we did it. It was okay, that traumatic we birth. It. Yeah, okay. we got through that. Oh, God. Um, okay. Yep. So she stopped having kids at 10, Good. which again, 10. Yep, please and, stop. Yeah. And again, the the other ones made it, you know? Like, okay. By, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was just that last one. Um, it's also crazy to me that they went so long, you know, without having any kids. No Not only are you having 10, but twins? Like, right? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, once those sperm got in there, they were working. Oh, yeah. Them and those eggs. Oh, working yeah. overtime. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, so. Oh, sorry. Just to clarify. Yes. Was the one that survived considered the 10th? Was both of them, they were the ninth and 10th babies? The twins? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. both are ninth and 10th. Yeah. So the other eight yes survived yes. past a couple months oh yeah yeah so, okay yeah they like great. made it either into adulthood or into oh, childhood yeah right okay yeah. so those mm-hmm. ones went badly um to my knowledge there might have been another one in there that died youngish but they they did fine okay All the other ones. Yeah. yeah um so in 1559 King Henry is going to sign a deal with the Holy Roman Emperor to end the Italian wars that have been raging, going on and on and on. Yeah, he is sick of it. So, in this treaty, um, Elizabeth, Catherine and Henry's daughter, would marry Philip the Handsome of Spain. Oh, 
This huge elaborate wedding was planned because it was going to be a double marriage. And so, yeah, his sister, Margaret of Austria, would end up getting married later on as well. Oh, my God. So Philip comes with his retinue to France to get married to Elizabeth. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the wedding. Shit. Um, oh, I love all this, like, coming together. No, I know. Okay, okay, um, okay. This is another one of those things where it's like, how did this not fucking get brought up in the Margaret of Austria? Right? We glossed right over it, and what's about to happen is fucking insane. And it literally was not brought up in any of the research oh I did on Margaret's okay. stuff. Okay. So here we go. So they're getting married. And it's all going good. And of course, there's jousting and all of that. And the king's got to do it. So here goes um, King Henry. He goes out there wearing Deanne's colors to jousting because of course he is. Okay. And during it, with a noble woman, Henry takes a lance straight to the face. Like a full lance to the face, which, by the way, Nostradamus predicted this whole thing super specifically, by the way. Yeah. So she and she had the dream on her wedding. Right. Catherine did that. He was (gasps) going to be laying in blood. Yep. Witchy shit. Witchy shit again. Um, So the broken lance entered his right eye. destroyed his eye and left behind these massive massive wooden splinters just <gasps> sticking out of his face oh my God. yeah he's dumping blood <gasps> Catherine Deanne and Francis their oldest son yeah. um, Catherine and Henry's oldest son sorry all three of them fainted when they saw him oh like it was God. brutal again how did this not get brought up it literally in the Margaret yeah. of Austria episode, it's like, yep. And then Philip went there and married her. And then they came back and then Margaret got married. It's like <laughs> the fucking kid of France. There's so many things that happen. Yeah. You just like can't get into everything. It is crazy. Wow. And what's even crazier is he didn't die right away. Like he's alive. Like he's really alive. That's so, unfortunate. I would prefer to die right uh-huh. away from he's that. He's like alive and responsive. So oh. surgeons remove five massive wooden shards out of his face and head. It's just not enough. He's fluttering in and out of consciousness for 10 days. 10 days. Oh my gosh. And he finally loses sight in the in the eye that's left and the ability to speak and he ends up dying. I mean obviously you can't take an injury like that not and walk away from it no um catherine was by his side the entire time despite his cruelty to her despite everything she still (sighs) loved him and she was right there like to the very very end and when he died she was absolutely wrecked she this is so this like gets me she ends up replacing her emblem because you know back then everyone has right. something mm-hmm. um it was it was so cute it was like this round like little half rainbow it's like a rainbow oh. that went down yeah it was very cute Ooh. she replaced it with a broken lance and with oh. the latin words that said hence my tears hence my sorrow like it's dark as hell oh yeah basically saying like from this the lance comes my tears and pain like oh, this is it Kat, no. so now oh, all, okay. like that's her new badge that's what all of them are wearing <laughs> a little rainbow to that, that. rainbow to oh, that God. she's gonna wear black for the rest of forever again like i said in the first episode she only gets married once so this is it this is her man and he's gone so 
she's still the queen of France. So step one, though, is throw Deanne the fuck out, right? Like, we're all on that page. Catherine had always been cordial to her despite all the cruelty. That's very You know, like nice she was. Of her. Yeah, exactly. She put up with it. Um, so Henry was dying and Catherine did not let Deanne in the room at all. And Henry was like begging for her. Like, no matter how desperate and pleading he was, Catherine was like, no. And the last words that he said were like asking for her. And she was like, nope, I'm your wife. I'm here. I'm more, I'm mourning with you. Um, so as soon as he died, she takes that chateau immediately that That's was her given chateau. to yep, the yeah. Chateau de Chenonceau. And, you know, all of the royal jewels that should have been Catherine's, the Queen of France's anyways, that he gave to his mistress. She went ahead and took all of those back. And then she threw Deanne and all of her goddamn friends out of Paris. Like, not even just the palace, out of Paris. They were banished. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out. And later on, even after all this passed, like, much later on in a letter to one of her children, it's just a little stab and shows you that she was still bitter about it um it said quote never has a woman who actually loved her husband liked his whore end quote (laughs) like she's always hated her yeah also uh deanne groomed him so i am very pro Mm -hmm. deanne getting fucking justice served and that's one of those things where people will say like catherine de medici that's so cruel that's so cruel like that was so mean of her to throw her out and it's like well i mean she's a groomer i know like people are saying it's cruel i'm saying shit everyone else can decide what they want this is why i'm gonna go down with my opinion which is bye bye (laughs) again she would be a fun episode one day maybe we'll look into it but like yeah again i'm very curious to see how we would feel about her after knowing everything about her exactly still groomer though still groomer and this is still Catherine's story Mm -hmm. and now let's Let's get on it. In episode one, I told everyone that Nostradamus had predicted that Catherine Mm -hmm. would give birth to three kings and bury all of them. Yep. So here's king number one. Her first son, Francis, is up. Francis II was just 15 years old, and he was the one married to Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, when I said those pearls she's going to give to Mary, Queen of Scots one day, yeah, on her wedding day. It was, That's why. It was to her son, okay. yeah. Um, also, just a tidbit, um, Mary um, was sent to France at a really young age, and Catherine raised her along oh, with wow. her kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, I don't know, she, like, grew up as her, like, Francis kind of being her brother figure, but then married him. I don't know. Hmm. But it's it's an interesting dynamic. We'll get into that when we do an episode on her. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though 15 was technically an adult back then, it's not old enough to, like, rule France. Okay. Um, Catherine's still grieving her husband. She's torn up. So there's this little power void for a second here because Francis is 15. He doesn't know what the fuck. Catherine's gone. Yeah. Enter mortal enemies of Catherine de Medici, the house of Guise, just the Guises in general will be a fucking sore in her side, a sore in her side, a thorn in her side. Mm -hmm. No thorn in her side. Yeah. In your side. Yeah. Okay. 
Why is that a saying? <laughs> Why did I start to say it when I clearly don't know the saying? Um, I'm sorry. I swear to God, I've never said that phrase before in my entire life. I clearly did not know it. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's from the Bible. We just looked it up. We did. We paused and looked it up. Um, what I'm saying is, is the geeses are an issue. Okay. okay. Um, they moved fast. So it was essentially a coup without it being a coup. Um, the Guise brothers moved into the Louvre and took whoa. over as advisors to the young king. Like, just did it. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine's still in mourning, like still devastated. Meanwhile, the Guises are just out here in control, just what? running shit. Yeah. Um, and the Guises have an agenda, a religious one. They are super Catholic and they literally want to wipe out all of the Huguenots. Um, Huguenots, Protestant are kind of the same thing. In France, they are calling them Huguenots. And that's what I'm going to call them. They literally want them erased from this planet. That's what they're trying to do here. Ew, so fuckers. Ew. Catherine comes out. Catherine, do from, something. Yeah. <laughs> and she sees all this and she's like, oh, what the fuck? Hell no. Yeah. What happened? She, she had to do what she had to do. She had to work with some usurpers. She didn't have any real power right now. Her son's the king, you know, and France is hard on women rulers. Women don't rule france like they don't no. and so and they get flamed for a lot at the same time yeah How and fun. yeah she's she's never going to let her guard down like that again like this is a moment for her and she's like oh shit the geezers are on my watch i'm never making a mistake like that again mm -hmm. so the geezers hear of a plot to overthrow them so they move court to this fortified chateau in Ambois, and they go fucking ape shit. Like, the Guises launch this surprise attack against Huguenots, just start drowning them or stringing them up places, like, just literally oh my murdering God. them. Yeah. What the fuck? And, like, the Cath true villains of this story. Oh, my yeah. God. Catherine, Francis, and, like, the rest of the court just watched in horror. They're like, what the fuck is going on? You're just slaughtering these people. Oh, my God. Catherine does not... She's Catholic, but she doesn't want that. She wants peace, you know? Like, yeah. the Guises have got to go. They're on her list. This yep. is not okay. Mm -hmm. But Catherine is smart and she knows that you can't just wipe these people out that's not how you have it to works. play the game you have to play the game like you can't just get rid of them mm -hmm. um but they're on her list and this this whole period in france is so bloody and so much life is lost in the name Aww. of religion it is insane and catherine's <sighs> just here she, it's just the time when she's in power you know like yeah. that sucks because obviously like she had not been there like this the catholics and huguenots like have been boiling for a while you know okay yeah. so yeah um as if all of that isn't bad enough. The geese is literally slaughtering people in front of all of them. Francis was never a robust child. Oh my God. I no. know. Here we go. Oh no. Actually, like you'll, you'll come to see that like their kids are kind of like not always awesome. 
Oh, um, no. Yeah, hang tight with that. Oh, no. Um, oh, God. So okay. he was always, you know, a little sickly. The pressure of King made it worse. He got an ear infection and he died. Um, Damn. Yep. After just a year on the throne. Um, some Catholics will say that he's murdered by Huguenots. What? It doesn't matter. He's dead. Every source I saw said an ear infection, except for a few. Um, Catherine is destroyed, devastated. Her first son, her baby, her first child. But she didn't have any time to grieve this time. Not making that mistake again. So she had to put on her big girl panties and she's got to be on her shit. Oh yeah. The geezers are fast. Yeah. And so she didn't have time to mourn. The geezers could not take the throne from her son. Like the country would be a bloodbath. Oh, like she could not let that happen for like the good of the people, you know? Mm -hmm. So she does so much impressive, intelligent, backhanded, sneaky political maneuvering Ooh. And she, yeah, so she ends up making a pact with Huguenot leaders in Navarre, and she ends up getting, again, with a lot of political move, maneuvering, gets the royal council to make her the governor of France, which technically makes her regent. Oh, uh-huh. So for the first time, Catherine de' Medici has actual power, because yes. she's never had it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. Fucking finally. Hell hath no fury. Here <laughs> we go. So, like I said, this uh, time in France is hard. Religious mm-hmm. wars. There's going to be three major religious wars. Wars in just ten years. Oh my god. It's. It, this is a bad time. Um. So keep in mind that assassination. Keep in mind assassination. (laughs) We've tried to say it so many times and kept cutting it out. I'm just leaving it. Assassination (laughs) attempts were out of control on both sides, right? Like everyone's assassinating everybody. I can say it that way, apparently. Yeah. Assassination. Assassinating. Yeah. It's different. Assassinate. Um, But anyways, this is kill or be killed. So this is a whole bunch of power plays. So as I said, France did not allow women to rule. So she had to be like really smart and really scary was her method here. Like France didn't like women ruling. She was doing it. So Mm -hmm. her tactic is going to be fucking fear me, you know, like don't fuck with me. (laughs) So yeah. And she was real good at this. Um, First, just real quick, we're going to talk about some of, like, the fun things she did in her time. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of sources say that she brought all kinds of things to France, like a fork. Maybe not, but gossip. Okay, or, cool. Or, like, pasta. Like, Ooh. yeah, maybe not, um, but gossip, you know. Or different vegetables, which no, we don't know for sure. Uh, metal corsets, oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, the first authentic ballet. That, that one's true. We're going to talk about Hell it yeah. later. Yeah. Um, one thing she did absolutely for sure across all sources bring with her was perfume. Oh. Like that she brought it to France. Like, whoa. Catherine de' Medici. Yeah. Whoa. And when I think perfume, I think you France. You think France. Yeah. Whoa. So she brought a perfumer with her 
when she came on over here. So uh, her perfumer, you know, one of her many sorcerers and magician <laughs> friends, according to everyone else. Yeah. Um, and he's just like over here with some rose water. Like making perfume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Making perfume. Like, listen, you guys all smell like shit. Like actual feces. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to like make you guys smell better. Yeah. I mean, mm, hang tight. Because there's some. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's Ooh, a little. more to that? It's a little sus. Ooh, love it. Um. But yeah, we can't talk about this whole story, Catherine's whole story, without talking about perfume. Um, So the Egyptians had created perfume first from scented wood. The Arabs introduced it, uh, the scents to the Italians and all of that. But the Medici family commissioned perfumes from nearby apothecaries. And they had ancient connections to apothecaries, if you remember uh, what their name means. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this is all coming together some witchy shit again (laughs) um so this is where where it gets sus so her perfumer had his own laboratory which Catherine visited using secret passages (gasps) because she you know she didn't want the recipes for the scents to get out and be stolen naturally that's all it was that's why she doesn't want anyone to smell like Chanel number five like her that's it definitely was not poison or anything else that's suspicious no a a bunch of liquids and bottles no it was it was she didn't want anyone to smell the same exactly (laughs) Um, also, like, the passages, too, right? Like, now here's two, at least two mentions. Like, the astronomy oh, yeah. tower had secret passages. Uh-huh. You could only get to this laboratory of his secret. I mean... I love a secret passage. Uh, yeah. Like, <sighs> love it. She's, like, the first James Bond over here. Like, yeah. doing it. Um, so, rumors would start to circulate like crazy that Catherine created jewelry and gloves containing poison. Um, that she used to murder a lot of her enemies because... Wow, yeah, James Bond yeah, shit. Wow. And a lot of her enemies, like, do just kind of die. Um, so there is some... Nah, just convenient. Yeah, just, just so convenient. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just really quick, I'm going to include a photo of this gorgeous room that was in one of her palaces. And it is insane. From floor to top, it is filled with these 200 little cabinets like little wooden cabinets and the whole room looks like that like it's crazy it looks like it's all a wood wall but they're these little different cabinets yeah i'll post a picture and everyone's like oh that's her poison room that's catherine de medici's poison room cool and it was believed to be that for so long but now people are trying to say like no it was just for like important papers and stuff but it's like it's the poisons (laughs) and the chanel number five (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm gonna include a picture of that room um like I said, a lot of her enemies did die, but I mean, perfume also, you know, covered a lot of bad smells. Um, it was stinky back then. Yeah, like, because she really liked it on her gloves, but the smell of leather gloves back then was gnar. Like, they tanned <laughs> leather with That was like, gnar bobo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, using a lot of excrement to tan leather, you know? Oh. And so, life in general didn't smell that great. <laughs> no. So it could have been No, they're tossing too. shit in the streets. Yeah. You need like, some perfume. Literally on you. Yeah. If you're on the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's some, here's some perfume from Catherine. Um, just... <sighs> This is so cool. This is so cool. So in 1966, sorry, that was probably random. This is really cool. Yeah. So in 1966, Florence's River Arno flooded. Um, 
So perfumer Dr. Giovanni Di Massimi discovered Renaissance formulas for scents used by Catherine de' Medici. Whoa! Yes, because it all flooded, and he comes across this. Um, and a bunch of other Renaissance nobility, too. Like, oh, my God, like, was Anne Boleyn's in there? Like, I swear to oh God. Oh, my like, gosh. Uh, um, I'm not, okay, yeah, off the band. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Dimasini knew that these perfumes were legitimate because his perfume shop had been a, for, a perfumery since medieval times when the Medici Palace was directly across the road from it. Oh my god! And the Medicis literally commissioned their perfumes from those owners. How fucking cool. Why do I live here? Like, I, oh my god, that's so cool. Like, I the same building? The perfumes. God. I don't care what it smells like. I'm very picky with perfume to the point where I don't wear it. Well. But like, I want it. You're in luck because Dr. Massimi decided to recreate these historic fragrances using all natural ingredients. Um, And he named the most beautiful one after Catherine de' Medici and trademarked it. Yay! And all the perfume boxes have like a little portrait of her on them. Um, Yeah, it's very cute. I'm going to include a photo of those too. Oh my gosh, yes. And the names of these are so cute too. Like they have names like Talico Delicato. And Magnolia Doce. Oh, (laughs) love it, love it, love it. They're literally on Amazon. Oh my God. Yeah, for like 130 bucks, but they're on there. So there you go. Here I go. Yep. (laughs) Anyways, back to not wanting to fuck with Catherine. (laughs) Um, We, oh man, again, it it doesn't stop. It's just gossip story after gossip story after gossip (laughs) story because we're going straight into the next one. You can't... Talk about Catherine de Medici without talking about, I mean, several things, poison, things like that. But you can't talk about the Flying Squadron. What? Yeah. So the Flying Squadron was something that probably came about from Catherine having to observe firsthand the power that uh, her husband's mistress wielded over him, right? Like, wow, like, look at, look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's seeing firsthand how the potential of using boudoir as a battlefield, so to speak, yeah. could, could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use sex appeal. I was going to say sex is for her. Yeah. yeah. And Catherine de Medici is like, oh, I can weaponize this. Let's fucking do it. So Ooh, bitch. the flying squadron was born. This was a band of beautiful women who were loyal to Catherine above anything, devoutly loyal to her. Um, And they engaged in certain antics that would make you want to... Okay. No. (laughs) What? 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 I forgot that I wrote... What did you write? I wrote. I wrote. I wrote. And they engaged in antics that would make you want to spill your mead. <laughs> I'm done. I'm fired. Oh my god! Is that at three a.m. Yes. <laughs> um, They're spill, babe. I, I have in front of me. 40 pages of notes that I finished up at three in the morning. And that no. had to have been one of it. Wow. Okay. 
fucking anyways um they were <laughs> they were oh really hot and really loyal to Catherine, and they wanted to help her retain power and they were willing to do sexy things to keep her in power okay yeah so we're talking around 80 women here oh. yeah they were handpicked for their charms and sex appeal and the court loved to gossip about this like yeah. people were like yeah Catherine Medici and her spies you know like they knew about it and it was just gossip and she was like yeah fucking don't talk about it though because I got spies <laughs> so good luck guess what they're probably sleeping with your husband yeah. <laughs> watch out because I told them to yeah. um then if you're wondering about the name because flying squadrons weird right I was very confused about that yeah. yes like flying monkeys like yeah. what um it has its roots in dance because when Catherine introduced the ballet to France for the first time, okay. she had her own ladies perform in it and they danced as though they were flying. Like that's oh. where, yeah, so here's her lady explain and like yeah, the flying squadron. Now, but the name kind of worked on two levels because like the military connotations around like squadron, you know, like Love that. she like deployed these people out like oh, little yeah. soldiers, you know, like to She's fight. smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, this is brilliant, oh, to be honest. Sneaky. Yeah. It's sneaky. It's great. Um, she, I mean... <sighs> She's just looking at all these powerful men and seeing how defenseless they are to, like, beautiful women. Like, they're out here, like, getting their dicks wet, spilling secrets, not even remembering they did because <laughs> I'm, it's, yeah. Yep. Um, what's cool is we have a couple names, like, specific names of these ladies and what juicy deets they were able to retrieve for oh. queen and country. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is Louise de la Barodere. Mm -hmm. So she was tasked to seduce and manipulate the king of Navarre into handing over the regency to Catherine after her <gasps> first son died. Oh, okay. So that's how that came mm -hmm. about. Yep. Interesting. And Navarre did it. There was no protest. Yeah. No one died. No one was poisoned, so I mean... But someone got fucked. Someone got fucked. <laughs> um, another one was Charlotte de Sauve, and she got a bunch of shit done. Ooh. She's, like, my favorite. Ooh. Um, so Catherine heard that there was going to be a plot to overthrow her by... The Duke of Elisson, I think. Oh, gosh, the French sea with the curve under it, I think, oh, is a yeah, soft yeah, yeah. sea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so That's um, a hard one. Alesson and Henry of Navarre. Henry of Navarre is married to Catherine's daughter right now. Like, he's trying to overthrow her. Oh, my God. What a mess. So. Oh, my God. She sends in Madame de Sauve to seduce both of these guys. <laughs> yeah. The plan worked so well. What? Almost too well. So Catherine's daughter, you know, who Henry of Navarre is married to. Oh my gosh. She's like, sorry, honey. <laughs> oh no. She was so bitter about this. Like she would later say about the whole thing. Catherine? No, her daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she was so bitter that this whole plan worked so well. So yeah. her daughter says, quote, it worked in such a way that the men became extremely jealous of each other to such a point they forgot their ambitions, their duties, and their plans and thought of nothing but chasing after this woman, end quote. 
Oh, shit. It fucking worked. Whoa. And again, here's her daughter sitting there watching it where she's like, how do you guys not fucking see what's happening? And they didn't. And yeah, so we just weren't getting that post-nut clarity, I guess. Yeah, not post-nut clarity. <laughs> and Catherine didn't get overthrown. It worked. So the moral of the story is this squadron was out there and it worked. People knew it worked to such a degree that a satirist would famously write to Catherine, you're fortunate to have a stable of whores. Like a whole stable. Okay. Rude. <laughs> don't refer to them as a stable. Yeah, that's the rude part. Yeah, uh, rude. But a harem, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? She's doing the damn thing. And these girls, are they seem happy. Oh, I support yeah. this fully. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, one of the best known stories about the squadron is... Uh, the most often told story is this banquet that Catherine organized to celebrate one of her son's victories. Catherine has sons on sons, right? Yeah. Um, so she threw elaborate feasts anyways, but during this particular one, her ladies served all of the guests half naked yeah. according to things. Yeah. <sighs> the original source for this sauciness wasn't present at this party, but sh- I like it. Yep. And also it came it. from somewhere, right? No one just made that up. If even one, if even one of those ladies was topless, I'm here for it. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I am empowered. Yeah. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, for, <laughs> absolutely. For fucking real. Uh-huh. Um, so historians recently have started to doubt the accuracy of the squadron and all these tales, blah, blah, blah. The, key, the queen likely chose them for their wit and experience rather than recruiting sexual powerhouses. La, la, la. But who are we to say? This is why history is fun. You pick, yeah, you pick what you want to believe. Speculation. I believe in the squadron. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Team squadron all the way. <laughs> um, anyways, we're on to king number two now. So, king number two is Charles the Ninth, and he's nine. Yeah. <gasps> Bless his heart. Little guy. No, he not ready. No. He cried through his entire coronation. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he cried through the whole thing. He, no, he, no, he never wanted his mom out of his sight. Oh my she God, didn't want him stop. out of his sight either. Oh. And what's kind of shitty about this is the way that this is written and all the research is like, Oh, here comes Mama's boy. Oh my God! Wouldn't He's leave a him alone. Child. Oh yeah. Get fucked. Get He's fucked. a kid. Like they're like, oh my God, she slept in his room. He's nine. And okay, I king. slept on my parents' floor after watching I Am Legend when I was like fourteen years old. Okay, <laughs> like nine. nine. Yeah, poor sweet baby. And they're like, hey, here's the fate of an entire country on your shoulders. Oh yeah, little boy. And people try to fuck oh. over kings all the time. No, poor sweet baby. Oh my goodness, he wasn't ready. Um, so Catherine, needless to say, is running the show. Oh, good. Like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Catherine is the queen of France right now. Like, good. she's the one doing it. Yeah. Um, she's getting pretty sick and tired of the Catholics and Huguenots bullshit. So she's like, hey, I'm bringing you guys face to face. Literally, everyone come right here, meet up, and we're going to broker some peace. I'm tired of it. Yeah. This has to stop. 
Um, Because France is literally on the brink of, like, another war. It's bad. Like a civil war. So church leaders from both sides were invited to come and cordially meet and solve their differences because Catherine is so mature. But she just had no fucking clue how hardcore the people in France are about their religion. Like, the peace talks just completely fell apart. They all go back to killing each other. And here comes the Guises to fuck it up even further. Oh, my God. So Fucking Guises. God, dude. They really are a thorn in the side. No, they're the worst. So one of the Guise brothers attacks a group of Huguenots who were worshipping in a barn. Like, they were just in there having church. And he goes oh through God. and just starts slaughtering them. 74 Ew. were... Yeah, 74 dead. <gasps> 104 were wounded. And this would be called the Massacre of Vasi. And Catherine was like, motherfucker, I am paying such a price for, like, putting up with them, you know? Yeah. Like, because I have to. Because yeah. it's not as simple as just killing people. You can't just right. kill them and they go away and then you all of their people go away. You have to play the game. God, and she's just getting fucking fed up with it. I bet. Meanwhile, the brother who conducted this massacre was cheered for in the streets of Paris. And when he was confronted about this, he called it a regrettable accident. Oh, get fucked yeah get fucked Ooh, i ooh, that's exactly ooh, what the huguenots ooh. said too they are they want like revenge like yeah. they are pissed oh yeah so that whole act right there mm-hmm. by uh one of the Guise brothers sparked the french wars of religion oh, and shit. this is going to last for the next 30 years oh my god it is a fucking shit show and the catholics want all the huguenots persecuted wiped out the huguenots just want religious freedom this has been building for about a century now and it's all come to a head and catherine and her nine-year-old son is in it yeah (sighs) this is very stressful it's super stressful so the french wars of religion are going to be like the defining conflict of her lifetime so the huguenots end up joining up with protestant england Okay. Yeah. Um, which the Catholics are like, fuck. And so battle is just raging on. And she was like so hands-on. She was at the front lines herself, like ha- like handling affairs, like wanting to see things, like managing everything like from right there. And when one of the generals told her that the battlefield was no place for a woman, she looked him right in the eyes and said, my courage is as great as yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Can I? I just love her. I know. I love her. You know what I love? Um, there hasn't really been anything that's made me not love her. Yeah. Besides the people, that was kind of gross. But like, <laughs> besides that, I'm loving her. You can justify the people, which we probably like shouldn't that's do. Like, that's but... like today's version of like looking at his cell phone. I feel like when he goes to bed, it's like, oh, don't do that. That's not like morally okay. Yeah. But it's like forgivable she was doing it to study sex that yeah. sounds what, what I mean, the fuck else is she supposed to do google she, it if she was literally going to potentially that's not literally then she maybe could have possibly been put to death for not having a baby who knows after henry the eighth yeah who knows who knows what could have happened to her and also She's like known. to be Oh, so very clear. She hated what she saw. Like, she... She didn't want to be there. No. Anyways, we should probably stop trying to (laughs) to justify it. 
Uh, <laughs> to man. be clear, don't have a people. Yeah, maybe. Also, don't look at people's cell phones after they go to bed either. <laughs> don't, don't do any of those things. They are immoral. Respect people's privacy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, a really nice little feel good here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Duke of Guise gets killed in battle. The one that started it. Yes. <laughs> and Catherine secretly celebrates like she's stoked. Good. This this is great. Yeah. He technically started the whole fucking thing. So now he's gone. So now Catherine is going to take her little son around France with her so the people can see him, see her. She's going to try to like really promote peace and calm things down, you know? Um. So... Huguenots ambushed them because remember Catherine's Catholic. They're all Catholic. They ambushed them and Catherine and her little baby son barely escape with their lives. Like they almost <sighs> got killed. Okay. So okay. after this literal they, they did not. <laughs> after this literal direct attempt on her and her son's life, she's fucking done brokering for peace now. She's done. Um, it's time for politics and she's not going to ask for peace anymore. She's going to fucking force it. So here we go. It's going to be a marriage. Of course it is. I know. So the marriage is going to be between her daughter, Margaret of Valois and Henry III of Navarre. Remember I've mentioned this, this is when that marriage happens. Okay. Um, So seeing this as a sign of peace, thousands of Huguenot families make their journey to this wedding. And what an absolute fucking shit show this is. This series of events is so much. And this whole thing wrecks Catherine's already shit reputation. Like, it's so bad, Emily. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, here we go. It all starts with... Some deadly, dramatic gossip. Here we go. So, Catherine had made sweet gloves popular in France. Sweet gloves were her thing, associated with her, and that's it. And it was really customary for people to give gloves as gifts, especially queens. Queens were giving gloves to jousters as prizes, um, to visitors. It would be rude not to give them a pair of gloves, but Catherine's were sweet gloves. And what that means is that they were scented. Okay. Those okay. perfumed gu- gloves. Yeah. Um, she made it a, a thing there, yeah. actually. Like, everyone started doing this. Again, the leather also smelled bad, so there's a lot of reasons yeah. for this. <laughs> poison was becoming a common killer in France at this point. Okay. A French school of poisoners was a thing. It inspired as many 30,000 imprisonments by like 1572, like poison, poison happens. Lacusta um, would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> and so her image as a sorceress and access to all these poisons and witchcraft was about to really fuck her over because as custom, Catherine gave visiting Jeanne d'Albret a pair of scented gloves. Jeanne okay. d'Albret was a known enemy of Catherine and the mother of the groom. She was super outspoken, very much a threat. And while under Catherine's care for the wedding, after she gives her the gloves, she dies. (gasps) Yeah, it doesn't look good. Today, again, historians are almost positive it was TB. But, okay, Catherine's getting blamed for so much tuberculosis. She's getting blamed for so much tuberculosis. (laughs) Like, 
she's gonna die from tuberculosis right then yeah you know like <laughs> she's fine but that now is the time yeah like what god i know um scented gloves are still around today by the way so you Ooh, can cool. thank Catherine de medici for that yeah, cool. but it seems pretty convenient you know right yeah. um that's just like a little blip and this whole horror show that this thing is that's just what kicked all this off so three days after the mysterious death of Gian d'Albret in this you know foreign country the leader of the Huguenot army was shot while walking home so Catherine goes rushing to his bedside trying to express her concern and that she's so sorry and this is not okay and people like are not buying it they're like oh, yeah, are, you, are you sorry oh like look, look at you right here uh oh the f- I mean the fact of the matter is Two major Huguenot leaders were invited there by her. <laughs> Both were her enemies. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. And it's only been like a couple days, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it's not yeah. looking good. Um, so again, the Huguenots are mad and the Catholics didn't even blame them, honestly. Like, they were like, okay, like, they're, they're going to retaliate. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. So, King Charles IX, he's 22 at this point. He makes this dark order to kill them all. What? Yeah. Kill them all. His words, Catherine was the one behind the throne and everyone knew it. Did 22-year-old Charles all of a sudden come up with this on his own? I don't know. But the Catholics took to the streets like skip like harley quinn skipping with glee getting ready to just wipe them all out oh my god oh yeah shit gets like really out of control like it gets really out of control this is going to be known as the saint bartholomew's day massacre and this i've heard of this actually yeah it's it sticks with catherine like she's directly associated with this so this whole massacre began just days after the admiral shooting the slaughter of huguenots started in paris but spread to the countryside it just went throughout the whole country the estimated deaths were between five thousand to thirty thousand. Oh my god just mortifying mortifying the slaughter that happened here It was morbidly effective, and the Huguenot power was crippled, and this was a huge turning point in the war of religion. And you can kind of see why people are blaming Catherine for this. She suggested the wedding after an attempt on her and her son's life. She invited everyone there. Her son did what she told... I mean... Mm, it's, it's one of those it's things. It's not looking good. It's not. Catherine. She had been very, very, like, loud about peace for this whole time, right. though. And, like, from the very beginning, you mentioned that she was not, like, they didn't like that Catherine was very, like, eh, you practice what you practice. Right, yeah. Kind of like, I'm Catholic, but, yeah, but it's, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. So things have changed. They did try to kill her son. She's a vengeful lady. She is. Mm -hmm. Um, It would have been, I mean, gosh, she got rid of two major enemies, like really like deteriorated their numbers. Like, I mean, she could have gotten rid of a lot of problems in one swoop. 
So I don't know. It, it seems like after the assassination attempt and then like the marriage proposal, I don't know. Again, mm. I ain't saying shit. Those are the facts. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is, this is all alleged. <laughs> um, some. This is my favorite thing that like people say. Because some people are like, she fucking did it. She orchestrated the whole thing. And some people are like, no, she didn't. Like, it, it, Charles just went rogue. And some people are like, no, she like orchestrated it but she didn't mean for it to get that out of control <laughs> and it's like how it, it can't well, not get that out of control though. you can't do how, it a little how bit how do you say hey let's just kill all of them don't let it get out of control though guys yeah. let's just you do know? a massacre a little bit yeah like just a little bit of a one. little mini massacre no um, no fortunately if you're going to make a choice like that to massacre a a whole populace like you kind of have to do it or else if you half-ass it you're kind of just back where you were you know yeah that doesn't even fucking make sense yeah like yeah one thing about Catherine de medici is she's not gonna do something kind of but didn't no she either did it or she didn't but she's not gonna half-ass a damn thing no um i unfortunately yeah um there's going to be instances of her getting really, really mad at her kids when they disobey. And I didn't see anything like that come up with her and Charles. Like, she didn't yell at him for it. I, I don't know. The whole thing's weird. So maybe he didn't disobey. It's, maybe he obeyed. Yeah. Her direct maybe orders. She, yeah. Because yeah. she couldn't order it. You no. know? Like, he's the king. Who knows? It's one of those things where <clears throat> we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, but people at the time were blaming Catherine, like across the board. People were like, Catherine de Medici did this 100%, no doubt in our minds. She did this. They were saying that she had these black masses with Charles and stuff. Like they just went hard at her for puppeteering this whole thing. Um, the rumor mill. Oh, yeah. The propaganda does a number on her as it does on a lot of people. And in the aftermath of all of this, Charles was like not doing great. Like he he was super emotionally unstable about this whole thing. This was very bad. Like this whole St. Bartholomew's Day massacre thing. He would go from bragging about the body counts to being like horrified and guilt consumed and yelling at his mom saying it was your fault. You caused all of this and stuff like, I don't know. She would later say he would bounce back and forth. He's unwell. Yeah. She would later say, sadly, like heartbroken, quote, I have a lunatic for a son, end quote. Like, he just lost it. Um, So shortly after this whole thing, um, Charles dies. And even, I know, and his last words were, oh, my mother. Oh, Yeah, so there there he goes. Oh, how rough. So he left Catherine as his regent because his older brother is not, not in France right now. That brings us to king number three here we are oh gosh and i'm just i keep thinking back to the prediction that was made that she would bury bury three yeah three this one is another henry this is mama's favorite henry the duke of anjou she loved him and like he just like really did not think he was gonna be king because my god yeah like charles was physically healthy you Mm -hmm. know like it i it's it's crazy but he was not 
ready for this. He was off in the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth to be their king. Like, he's off doing a totally different thing. Catherine writes him this heartbreaking letter, like, begging him to come straight home. And at the end of it, it was really sad. She says, quote, if I were to lose you, I would have myself buried alive with you. End oh quote. My God. Like, she's devastated. So he hauls ass home. And now he's the king of France. So we're Shit. all just hoping so badly that he's just going to come home and own face. And there's a lot going on here, right? This is a wreck. It's an absolute shit show. And to add to the shit show of all of this, guess what? There's a new Duke of Geese. And he's Jesus on the same geese bullshit. Still being annoying and Catholic. Oh my talking God, about this family. How, oh yeah, talking about how everyone's been too lenient on the Huguenots. Jesus Christ. He's riling everyone up. Also, as if this isn't bad enough, Henry's youngest brother, because yeah, there's another brother. Another Francis, which is oh. super confusing. Their first okay. son was named Francis. Yeah. And now his named Francis. And at first I okay. was like, okay, well, the first one died. And so maybe, you know, the, no, 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 no. The, the first one died in 1560 and the second one was born in 1555. So five years earlier. So they just, I have no clue. For five years had two boys with the same name. I don't know, man. Yep. Um, he it's just George Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> the youngest Francis sucks. He sucks. Oh, He's no. always been the black sheep of the family, the little rebel without a cause. He went by just the nickname Monsieur because he was so mysterious. Um, he was so far down the line that everyone just kind of gave up on him and they were like, well, he's not going to mount to much. Like, who cares? Oh, God. There's all these early deaths. No one's having kids. Like, he really shouldn't have. God, when you're the fourth brother. Like, you really don't think it's going to come down to kids. you. And all of a sudden, now he's next in line to the throne. Oh, Jesus. And he is, like, stoked. He's like, oh, fuck, I could be the king of France? Oh, no. Yeah. So... He does the unthinkable, and he allies with the Huguenots against his brother, against Catherine, and it's all just going to absolute shit right now. This is this is a lot. So him and the Huguenots, Francis and the Huguenots, start these rumors about the king's alleged homosexuality and, like, recruiting all these nobles and, like, trying to, like, they're literally He's working behind his back. Francis is a dick! Yeah, he is. He's the worst. It's like, where has he been this whole time? And now he shows up and is like, fuck you! You yeah. know? Like, okay. Oh. Um, oh, God. And he gets, like, I cut out a lot of the politics here. He gets really wrapped up in it. He's, like, having negotiations with his mother and stuff and she's fucking pissed she's having to like take a huge l and sign an edict giving into huguenot demands Mm -hmm. over this whole thing which she really hasn't had to do this entire time yeah um god she had to agree to all kinds of freedoms which i mean francis got for them i guess it depends on whose side you're on um but freedoms to like build their own churches gave them eight different fortified towns that they could live in un unbothered he did he undid a lot of what catherine did you know she didn't have a choice she had to sign it and when she got 
a hold of her son and they were finally one-on-one, she allegedly lectured him for six hours straight, just reaming him, like going at it. Everyone heard. Yeah. But that didn't mean that she wasn't devastated when Francis died young. Oh my God. I know. This whole legacy now is at risk. Henry has no children and she's out of sons. Who would have thought that Catherine de' Medici would have ran out of sons? She's like, I have provided, like, I'm good. (laughs) I've provided you with, like, yeah, four sons, Mm -hmm. bunch of daughters. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Henry's married, not having kids. So that would mean the next in line is her daughter's husband. The bloodbath <gasps> wedding. Oh no! The, yeah, Henry of Navarre. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, now, the only reason Henry of Navarre escaped the yeah. massacre because he was a Huguenot, right? He narrowly escaped because at the last minute he decided to convert to Catholicism. Oh He's my like, god! Fuck it. it was. It said another <sighs> another rumor, more gossip. It said that while he was up at the altar, like doing it being converted yeah Catherine turned around to the whole court and let out this like maniacal like dark like laugh kind of thing oh and God. people were like oh whoa you know <laughs> this like, is not good guys yeah. yeah so he's next in line for the throne it's a shit fit and now it's time to talk about some mother-daughter time because we haven't really heard a lot from them from the daughters here. And if you think that this story, because we're, we're wrapping up Catherine's story here, and okay. if you think it's going to end on a dull note, Margaret is a ride. Literally. The drama with this girl. And she just became super important to this family. And if you think her and Catherine are close, mm, no. Um, because Margaret's more rebellious than Frances was. She was super... More. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. She was super unhappy in her marriage. I mean, yeah, it was a treaty marriage. It ended in a bloodbath. She wasn't happy. Well, and is this not the marriage where her mom got involved with her squadron of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, this is the daughter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, wow. where, yeah, her husband was fucking... Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. This is her... Um, Honestly, though, like the big issue, like debatably the biggest issue in their relationship was Margaret has just like always had this bad habit of fucking people like before marriage too. like she just can't stop. A hoe's got a hoe. Oh, okay. Oh, literally fucking. No, fucking people. Yeah, she just can't get off them. Um, Yeah. Again, for the sake of our story today, that's what we're going with. She has her own story. It's really interesting. We'll probably do that one day, too. Fuck it. We're going to do this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, To really fully understand her story, you would need to examine it better. This is Kat's in her eyes. And for the sake of our story today, she can't stop fucking people. And that's really not, (laughs) like, (laughs) not incorrect. Yeah. Um, And Margaret was educated. Like, Catherine made sure that she was going to be able to hold her own. She made sure she was going to learn as much as possible about the complexities and dangers of politics. Like, she wanted her to know. This is going to bite Catherine in the ass. Oh, yeah. The Uh heart wants what it wants. And for teenage Margaret, what her heart wanted was the motherfucking Duke of Guise. 
Oh my god. Yeah. So obviously that's not happening. Right. Um, when they were found out, the Duke of Geese was banished and Margaret was punished, for lack of a better word. Ooh. What they did to her, Catherine had her ripped out of her bed, brought before her, and her and Charles. Um, her son, who was the king at the time, viciously just started beating her. Oh they my start, God. like They ripped her nightgown apart. They were ripping clumps of her hair out. And finally, at the end, she was like, okay, yeah, I'll chill. I'll, like, calm down. Yeah. So, although the romance between her and the Duke of Guise was quickly ended, it would not go away. It would be brought up again in the future over and over again. They'd write these slanderous pamphlets saying that they absolutely did the sex, all of the sex. And not only that, but it's implying this long-standing pattern of her scandalous behavior, which, I mean, she did kind of have. It's propaganda, but, oh, man, it started somewhere. It's not false propaganda. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they probably, like, exaggerated things. Either way, this, is, this isn't good, Mm-mm. and Catherine's not happy. Like, this is not what Catherine de' Medici's daughter should be out here doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret also just, like, had this habit of just, like, leaving, like, leaving Navarre and, like, just going home. Like, just because. Okay. Um, one time, Margaret returned to the French court, just because, uh, without her husband and with a bad reputation. Without a husband, with a bad reputation. Uh, Catherine confronted her about her dalliances, and her fury was, like, absolutely legendary. Every single person said that they could hear her screaming at her, like, throughout the whole palace. Like, oh my God. when Catherine was mad at you... She was mad, and everyone knew that she was mad, and everyone knew why. Which kind of goes back to the whole kill them all thing, right? Yeah, um, I uh, I don't know. Here's here's the thing. I don't know if Catherine was meant to have children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this was meant for her. Was, Motherhood is a wise observation. <laughs> observation. Yeah. This may have not been her thing. Yeah. So she yells at Margaret. She sends her back to her husband in Navarre. Like, fucking go home. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, and like, I mean, her husband's not faithful either, obviously. We know that because he was fucking one of the squadron <laughs> yeah. girls. But I mean, like, who was at this point? And honestly, he's going to be the future king of France at this point. So Margaret needs to get her ass back home yep. and make it work. Yeah. Like, fucking, I don't know what uh-huh. to do with you. So Margaret did. And again, she has her own story. She's going through her own shit. And she's she's doing a lot. She actually had a whole hand in um, the whole thing with Francis, too, when Francis sided with the Huguenots. Like, she's she's been, she's been involved. There. Yeah. Okay. Mostly fucking people. But she has been doing some <laughs> other stuff. Um, so she leaves Navarre again Jesus, right afterwards and goes back to the French countryside and then writes her mother Catherine de Medici just to just to drive home her mother is Catherine de Medici she writes her and asks for money even though she literally yeah. said go back to Navarre and stay there and don't leave and then she immediately screamed leaves. at her about it. like she's like no Money? Yeah. Money, please. Money, please. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. And I can't, I, the ball's on Margaret, dude. Like, I could never. But Catherine did. She gave her only enough money to, like, feed herself. But still, I'm shocked. Like, 
Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought she would have told her to fuck right off. But she yeah. gave her only enough money to eat. But, like, I That's just... True. Like, let me tell you, though, like, she can't stop. She can't stop fucking people. Like, I, oh, my God. No. So instead of being grateful to her mother for giving her anything, really, after yeah. all of this, she takes another lover, another one, a different one. Sweet God, Margaret. And so, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, instead of, like, being on her knees and thanks, she's on her knees being fucking Margaret. And Catherine oh, is like, done, 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 done. So yeah. done. Done. Yeah. Like, the wrath of Catherine de Medici. Oh, man. Margaret's had chances. Okay? She has. Like, mm-hmm. for fuck's sakes. She has Margaret locked up in a castle. She cuts her out of her will completely. She's out. Um, and she says that Margaret is dead to her. And she never sees her again. Shit. Yep. That's what she did to her own kid. Um, guess what she wants to have done to her, to her lover? Oh, no. Yeah. So <gasps> she orders his execution. No, no, no. <laughs> and she wants it done in front of Margaret. Like, I want him she, executed oh right in front of her. Yeah. Cut her out of the will. Cat send her away. Oh, yes. She's fucking She's lost it. But Henry had mercy because him and Margaret were really close in childhood. The whole little oh. recent blip with the, you know, thing with Francis and he gonna All of that kind of muddied it a little bit. But him and Margaret had been close in okay. childhood. So he had Good. mercy and just executed him. Just like not in front oh. of her. Okay. So, you know, small victories. Yes. Um... Anyways, now the heir to the throne is a serious issue. That's that's what we're doing here. Yes. And now Margaret's like brought into this. So different factions are putting up different people to be the heir because there's literally no heir. Like My there's gosh. there's no one in place. Yeah, this is this is a shit show. Oh yeah. My God. It's gonna get even shittier. Oh, so <laughs> at this same time. Elizabeth I, a Protestant, has Mary, Queen of Scots, Catholic, executed. Right. So that shocked and, you know, saddened Catherine. But it really, like, pisses the Catholics off everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, this was, it was a big deal. This was a thing. (laughs) It was a thing. So the Catholics are rising up because of that. They're taking over um, most of northern France. Um, and they're barricading themselves in Paris, refusing to take orders from anybody but the Duke of Guise. Oh, my God. It's, I know. We he, can't get rid of this guy. We literally can't get rid of him. And Catherine's, like, old, and she's sick. And at this point, she's, like, kind of starting to, like, be on her way out. She's fighting for her life. <gasps> Meanwhile, Henry is out there firing all of his advisors who had been Catherine's people. They were in her pocket. He fires them. Um... He he agrees to give in to Catholic demands. I yeah, right. Shocking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Weird. Wait on it. Um. So he requests the Duke of Guise to come meet him. So you know we can we can talk about all these demands I'm giving into. <sighs> Catherine could not have been more clear. During her entire experience as being the queen mother, pretty much, you cannot just get rid of the Guises. You can't do it. She was so adamant about that. That's not how this works. Not how it works. And Henry had always, always, always listened to her. They all had. They all listened to her. But he didn't. He was fucking sick of it. He was sick of the Duke of Guise. He was sick of all of it. So 
Yep. So he invites him into his chambers. The Duke of Geese comes in and he has him stabbed by his bodyguards. Like King Henry's own bodyguards kill him. Simultaneously, at the same time this is happening, the rest of the Geese family is being round up and slaughtered as well. He fucking did it. Yeah. So he acted against Catherine the first time he ever did. First time, really, any of them, except for Margaret not keeping her legs shut. <laughs> this would have really, really bad consequences. He's going to pay the price for this. But it's so hard because things aren't going well with everyone listening to Catherine. Yeah. So, like, what can you do? It is. It is. Like, literally, what what can you do? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is the murder of the Duke of Geese took place in the chamber right above Catherine's. So... Where she's dying, like a floor down from all of this. So when it was done, Henry came down to her and he said, quote, forgive me, mother. Monsieur Guise is dead. He will not be spoken of again. I have had him killed. I have done what he was going to do to me, quote. Oh, Which, man. So Henry starts rounding up all kinds of people. He's deeming enemies now. He's on a he's on a roll. One of these people was the Cardinal of Bourbon, one of Catherine's oldest friends. Like, he's going after her friends, you know? Um, She was so sick, but she still went and visited him in his cell and said that she was going to talk to Henry. She was going to get him freed. Like, she was going to do this. And he spitefully yelled at her through, like, the bars of the cell, like, your words did all of this, madam. Your words led us to all this butchery. And she, like, left it with tears in her eyes. Like, that got her. And that was the last time she ever saw him. Like, this is, it's, this whole thing is destroying an already weakened Catherine. Um, She knew that she was on her way out. She told her confessor to pray for her son, that she's, like, he's going towards his ruin quickly. So Catherine ends up dying at Blois at 69 years old. So... Let's go back to it. The Nostradamus prediction. Was it right? I uh, No, because she out... Did she, didn't she outlive two of them? She One. One, one, yep. one of them. Yep. But he was mostly right. I mean, she did oh, have... two sons, but one king. No, three kings. No, she outlived... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. She outlived, like, one of her king's sons, but she outlived... Two of her sons. Sorry. Because Francis, the second one. Yes. Also lived. Right, yes. But he was never a king. He was never a king. <sighs> okay, sorry. Woo! I made that so confusing. No, it's late and this was a lot. I also <laughs> have made it confusing. No. Um, but, I mean, the fact that she outlived all but two of her ten children, you know, that's oof. Yeah. Um, certain things about Catherine that just, you know, I think speak to her character is she never lost her Italian accent when she was speaking French, oh. which I'm sure they all fucking hated. And I love <laughs> that. Probably for did her. that specifically despite them. Oh yeah. Um and this this is sad. I God, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. No. I hate it. Um I, I do. I hate it. Okay. I'm gonna say it. Catherine's bones Sadly, along with so many other French kings and queens, would end up being dug up during the French Revolution and just oh, thrown into a mass grave. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I, Indeed, that happened. I hate that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do a quick wrap up on, on what happened with 
uh, her surviving children because okay. it's fucking dramatic. Yeah. It doesn't stop even after her death. So Henry is going to be assassinated eight months later. Um, he went a little rogue there. So, you know, kind of saw that coming. Okay, yeah. That means Henry of Navarre is going to be king of France. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, it's still on him. Yep. Yep. And so um, he essentially ends this whole thing. He ends up converting France um, back to Catholicism and ends the whole war, essentially. Wow. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't any of Catherine's kids, but it was close because Margaret's the queen of France now, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Not for long because, um, (laughs) yeah, he had their marriage annulled. (gasps) Yeah. He was done with her. Yeah, she can go fuck who she wants now. Yep. And he replaced her with Catherine's cousin, Marie de' Medici. My God. But, like, he's only king because of... Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, that's a thinker. Mm-hmm. How could okay, okay, yep. all right, all right. It's, I mean, there's there's so much to unpack with this period. It's like it's Whew. pretty much along the lines of Henry the Eighth annulling his marriage yes. to Anne Boleyn and then executing her for adultery. It's yes. like, mm-hmm. oh, this is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. yep, yeah. Oh man, so but that's Catherine. Like a lot of her story summed up. Well, it's like, God, a lot of cultural differences uh, between the spiritually curious Italians and super devout French, um, a lot of propaganda, hard situations at a hard time, a lot of mystery around her. And I want to know, Emily, what, where where are you? Do you like her? What What's your final? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So she's kind of, I think I have, okay, <laughs> here's... I, I thought... <laughs> I know, it's a lot. Okay. I thought going into making this podcast and just going into life, I would have two camps. People I hate and people I love, right? And then with this podcast, yeah. there is this weird <laughs> middle ground of people I want to love, but who towards the second half of their lives just fucked it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. Morally, I can't. Ching Shi is in that camp. It's like mm. the... Tens of thousands of people that were killed because of Ching Shi. It's like, I, I can't. Morally, I can't love you. I wanted to so badly, but I probably shouldn't. Uh, Catherine's in that camp for me. Like, she? I really for so long wanted to, but the butchering of so many people, I can't, I can't do it. You were very pro-Catherine for a long time. For so long. I really stuck with her. What if she didn't do it? What if Charles went rogue and ordered That's it himself? The thing. And also, I, I don't know. It's all alleged. If she didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a lot of things that she did do where I'm like, oh. And it was all towards the end of her life. Yes. It was all that, like, she last bit of her life was that she r- fucked it for ruthless. me. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, tearing oh, her daughter's clothes and, like, oh, that really, that made me feel it's icky lot, inside. Yeah, I'm trying like, to didn't like that at all. Make a point, yeah. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. She's, she's going to land in my middle camp. For, yeah, for me, I... I don't know, for, like, what she was, you know? Like, she's always presented as, like, this villain and, like, the poison and, like, the her necromancer and, like, all her dark stuff and the tunnel things and all of that. I I buy that, you know? Okay, and, yeah. like, for... Mm-hmm. It would be, like... Because I don't think that she was a villain, but for me, I feel about her, like, when I'm watching 
a movie and the villain's the bad guy and I know that, but I'm like, oh God, but you're such a badass and you're so cool. Right. You know, like that's mm-hmm. how I feel about her. Yeah. But I'm really fucking curious to see what Stars is going to do with all of this because what is this show going to be? Like, right. This is wild. I, they I, can go so many directions. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm so stoked to watch this. Yeah. And yeah, this feels like Maddie doesn't mind a spoiler. She has not watched all of Game of Thrones, though. Um, no. But this feels like a Daenerys arc to me. Like, so long. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think really what it is, young Qingxi, yeah. <laughs> young Catherine. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I absolutely adore them. The the later part of their lives. Yeah. Life. They're separate people to me. I'm just going to consider them separate people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Life hardens you sometimes. It really and does. Yeah. It, it definitely <sighs> did that for her. And there yeah. it is. There's Catherine. Wow. No one talked to me for a week. I have like a lot to sit <laughs> on here. I'm, I am like almost done writing up my episode for next week. And I'm like, I... I have to sit on this for a while, though. I feel like a lot. sit and just think about this for a long time. I don't feel like... I feel like a lot of people just think think poison, you know? Like, when they hear her and yeah. that's it, you know? I don't... But there's a I, lot. Yeah, I don't... I'm not 100% sure how I feel about whether she poisoned or not. Like, it was the whole St. Bartholomew thing that really... That was what did it for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I think if... Yeah, that that one's hard for me too. Again, I don't. Oh God, it's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's hard. You know, I'm ever an empath, and I'm like, I I get it, but I don't. I can see the desperation and being so fucking fed up, and like, yeah. how many times did she try and try and try and try? You know, and they just kept doing. I can see being like, fucking fine, you're all dead, I'm done, kind of thing. You yeah. know. Again. Not saying it's right or wrong, no, but yeah, oof, I, it's a hard it's a hard position to be in with hard decisions to make. And absolutely. she, again, went into it being like it's better to be feared. Yeah, God, it 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 is a really really hard one. And I also think maybe this is just because we're like three hours into this now. Because <laughs> if you guys don't know, we like record these back to back two parters, which I love because like I love feeling it all at once. And so maybe it's like just these feelings accumulating and usually we joke around, but like getting like into the seriousness of it, really, it's like, it just reminds you, these people are, they're people, they're yeah. human. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they're historical figures, but they are people and they're complex Yeah, and they're not just going to be good or bad or like heroes or villains, like in a story, they're real people who had a lot, like they're multifaceted mm-hmm. and there's a lot to them and there are shitty parts and there are good parts. And she started off really good, but she got real shitty. She did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Just a tad. I, I, yeah. She's one of those, there's some people in history where I'm like, oh God, like their names. I'm like, ew, I hate them. She's not one of those for me. Yep. I'm a, I'm, she's interesting. No, she is one of those people who gives me a lot of mixed feelings. Yeah. Yeah, she like makes my you, brain a little fuzzy. Yeah, like I know it's one of those. Like if you were to ask, like, are you are you a fan? I you're like yes, but I, yeah, it's hard. I like I I'm going to sum it up with I, I like her. Okay, not the things that she did necessarily, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for the whole allure of her. Yes, the, the and mis- we never know what it's like to be in people's shoes. I I'm going to have to put myself in the the camp of don't like her. Wish I did. But I don't. That's fair. And yeah, this is why yeah. history is fun. This exactly. is why we do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, 
let's get into a fresh cup. Stay tuned. Bye. Now it is time for a fresh cup. A nice little freshie. And Maddie's reading this one. This yeah. is the first fresh cup you've ever read. It is. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. I should have like read the whole thing ahead of time, like okay. popcorn reading in yeah. school. I'm going to read the title because it doesn't really give anything away. Oh, good. Am I the asshole for not bringing coffee? Yep. <laughs> no. I think this is a pretty simple scenario, but I'm not sure. My girlfriend's mad at me. I've been dating my girlfriend for four months. I was on my way to her apartment this past weekend and I was running late. I'm not a morning person, so I stopped at Starbucks on the way to her place. Obviously, weren't running that late then if you could stop and get Starbucks. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. I'm just one of those people. (laughs) You cannot say like, oh, I'm running like... Oh my gosh, I'm sorry I'm so late. Traffic was terrible and have a coffee in hand. Yeah. I'm going to be that person who like gives you the side eye and is like, um, sounds like it was a choice. Yeah. Sounds like you could have been less late. Yeah. (laughs) Um, when I showed up, she got excited thinking I got some for her, but I told her it was just for me. She got mad. We still spent our day together, but I think me not bringing coffee soured the mood. Am I the asshole for not bringing coffee unprompted? That's it. That's the whole scenario. Nice and short. What do you think, Emily? Is he the asshole for not bringing coffee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you are. Gosh, yeah. Because you were late. Of, and you, you didn't have to get fucked. That's what makes it, like, if you just hadn't gotten her coffee and you weren't late, I would say no. Yeah. I mean, you would still have to tell her when she said, like, oh, did you get me? And be like, no, I, I didn't get you anything. Okay, you I've, I've done that to my husband. I'm so sorry, Matt. I love you so much. <laughs> but there are times I'm just very... ADD and I get very like when I get hyper focused on something I do because I can't focus on anything else and I'll just like be like I have don't forget Emily you have to go to the store to get your energy drink don't forget your energy drink and then everything else leaves my brain and I don't remember to get Matt an energy drink or something like that so I've, I've been that bitch before which I mean maybe also makes me the asshole I was gonna say I've been the asshole before yeah. too for sure and I felt bad so yeah yeah. No, just the asshole all the way around. All yeah. the way around, Shouldn't yeah. have forgotten her coffee either, because when I forget, I'm an asshole. Well, and also, like, Mild. if it's... I feel like if it's your girlfriend and you're going to her house, but you're going to stop to get coffee first, it, you should probably ask your girlfriend if she wants coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. But then the way he said, like, should I have brought her coffee unprompted or something? That's, it's like... Okay. That's, like, the whole issue is, like, I... That's... I don't think that's... Is the main issue. Yeah. I think you're being an asshole about the wrong thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You should not have been late. You should not have been... Yeah. We're we're on the same page. We're just not saying it well. Listeners, I hope you're on the same page, Yeah, I hope you understood any part of that. Um, We're we're going to bed. We're so deep into this. I usually have gone to bed 45 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. I normally go to bed And it's only 11-11. Yeah. Make a wish. (gasps) Ooh, okay. Um, I wish my brain was working. (laughs) I wish that everyone on all of planet Earth will listen to our podcast forever. (laughs) I should have wished for that too, damn it. (laughs) All right, bye. Okay, bye.